answering your questions about matters of the head, heart, and health. This is Gut Feelings with Lo Bosworth. Hello, hello. Welcome to your brand new episode of Gut Feelings, your go-to podcast for advice on matters of the head, heart, and health. I am your host, Lo Bosworth, the founder of women's wellness brand, Love Wellness. You can find us at Walmart in Digestive Health, Target in Natural Beauty and Women's OTC, Ulta in Bath on Amazon, and of course, at lovewellness.com. On this show, we answer your head, heart, and health advice questions like your best friend would. We're all about building an open community here, so if you have a particularly tough or awkward question for us, that's okay, ask away. As you may know, tough and awkward is what we do best at Love Wellness. So with that, let's dive into your questions and today's guest. All right, everyone listening, we have a fabulous guest today. It is none other than Iskra, right? We all love Iskra Lawrence. She is a model, she's a content creator, an entrepreneur, investor. She's the founder of Saltair, and she has that really cool self-funding planner. So from the runway to motherhood to the boardroom, she has done it all, and she's here to answer some of your questions and dish out some advice. So join me now in welcoming Iskra to Gut Feelings. Hi, Iskra. Welcome. I'm so overjoyed to see you in a brand new year. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thanks for having me on. I just feel like this renewed sense of motivation and energy ready for 2024. What about you? You are glowing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I also love your sexy shirt for podcasting. (laughs) Just a peek of the wires, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. I typically film at the office. And so normally I just look like shit. (laughs) So thank you for like coming and looking so beautiful. It's just really, really nice of you. Thanks so much for coming onto the show. Our listeners and our audience love you, love Saltair and love everything that you stand for. And so our listeners know Iskra and I met last year we were on a panel together yes. for... For Glossy. The panel? For Glossy. For Glossy. Yeah. Yes. And if you guys have never seen Iskra on a panel, do public speaking, if she comes to your town, go. Oh. Because I think we both do a lot of panels and I was just so impressed with your presence and your grace and your storytelling and... I just was so delighted by you when we met. And so I'm just so pleased to have you on the show. So thank you so much for making the time. Of course, I appreciate you. I'm definitely filter free in all areas of life. So (laughs) what you see (laughs) is what you get. I think that is, that's the way that we have to be, right? So on this show, Iskra, we answer advice questions. Our first question is a question um, that comes from the heart, Mm -hmm. and it's from a mom. She has a teenage daughter who is struggling with her body confidence. And on that panel, you told me that story about self-confidence and when your Saltair bottles first shipped (laughs) and some of them got dings in them and people asked you for refunds and you guys as a brand made the choice to leave them as is Mm -hmm. to reflect how you feel about body confidence. And that story has really, really stuck with me. I have told it in the office. I have told it like truly that story like really stuck with me. Mm. And so when I got when I was reading the questions that came in, I was like, yeah, this is this is something I want to talk on. Mm -hmm. So 
what is your advice to a, a teenager, especially, right? How does this mom empower her daughter and help her to build that confidence and love herself, love her body? Yeah. Because I think you have done a really good job of it. You exemplify that. Oh, thank you. Well, no, this is definitely something I'm passionate about talking and sharing. And I am a mom of a young boy. He's not a teenage girl, but I've met a lot of teenage He's girls. He's so cute. Thank you. <laughs> He's a little star in his own right. You were a teenage girl one day. I one was point, a teenage girl I? and we went through it, right? And it's really this understanding of we're trying to figure out who we are. And as a parent, we can't tell our child who to be, but we can hopefully guide them mm -hmm. and encourage them to see all the things that make them special and unique. So for me right now, your teenage daughter is probably comparing herself, not just to her friends, but to social media. And she's probably assuming that the way she looks is the most important thing about her. It is our right. job to teach our children that they are so much more than their appearance. It's really helping them focus on things that bring them joy or give them a sense of accomplishment and build that sense of self-worth outside of their size and what they look like. So that for me is mm -hmm. really like encourage them to find hobbies or, you know, create skills, have activities that are not based on just like getting up in the morning, trying to look as cute as possible for school and play that whole popularity game. Do their skincare routine on TikTok. Right. But you know what's interesting? <laughs> there are some creators who were super insecure and they found their communities online. So that's why I also... I know it's super scary for parents to have their teenagers online and finding out social media is, you know, a part of their everyday life, but it can be used in an empowering way. So the first thing I'd say is don't try and protect them from the world, right? You want to just give them the tools so they can protect themselves. So for me, that's like immediate being like, you know what, if you're going to be on social media, let's just create some healthy boundaries. I know that probably sounds boring and sucky, but I want you to use social media in a positive way in your life. So let's do a social media audit. Who do you follow right now? Does this person make you feel good? Does this make, person make you feel bad? Let's delete, let's block all the negativity or things that don't make you feel good. And let's follow things that do or accounts that do. Maybe you love cute dogs. Maybe you love the girls that are doing that whole like cottage core look. And that makes you feel, you know, excited, whatever, or inspired. So I think doing a social media edit is huge and giving them the tools so they can hide nasty words. I don't know if you use that tool, but I think it's a really great way to protect yourself online. Yeah, like make sure you set your teenager up for success in the social media realm. And then in your everyday hmm. life, be aware. I actually really, yeah. uh, sorry to interrupt you. I actually really like that advice because that's grounded in reality, Yes. right? Because- I'm sorry, teenagers are going to get their hands on Absolutely. phones and they're going to go on social media. Yes. So saying, sorry, you can't have an Instagram because I'm trying to protect you from this yeah. is not really a bulletproof strategy. It's not. <laughs> and your teenager needs to trust you so they can come to you with things when right. they are struggling with it. So you're really like kind of trying to build a friendship right now, I feel like. And I do do really believe my parents were my friends and I could come to them and we built such a sense of trust. Yeah. It sounds like you do have a, you, you were raised in a household with a really great relationship with your parents for, because for you to be able to have the perspective that you just shared and I mean that clearly indicates that you were raised in a really healthy environment because I don't think that the advice that you just gave is the advice that a lot of people would give to be <laughs> totally honest so I think that that's really like re refreshing and helpful I also think it's important to educate kids that 
a lot that you see on social media isn't real. Isn't real, absolutely. Yeah, talking them through that. And they don't know that. They don't. Right? They really don't. Kids that have little baby brains yeah. that start to like watch YouTube as they get older, they don't know. They can't actually tell the difference between what's real and what's not real. Totally. Even adults can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not yeah, real. Yeah, <laughs> filters are so natural now. I mean, there was that whole movement last year where it had that like glam filter that everyone was using. Oh, yeah. Which, as detrimental as it was in one way, I quite liked it because it was literally showing the extremity of like, we couldn't have told this was a filter, but then it showed you like the before and afters. I also think an important thing is as a mom with a teenager, you have to take account of how you're speaking to yourself. That's a huge, huge yeah. one. And if you are mm -hmm. ever hearing your teenager say something negative about, you can say, don't talk to my best friend like that. Don't talk to my daughter like that. And just like find little ways to break the negative self-talk because I, I know I used to do it. We all used to do it. And unfortunately in the female kind of stratosphere, we feel like we're supporting our friends by sometimes also being degenerative about the way we speak to ourselves. So for example, you're getting ready for prom and your dress is a little bit tight and you're going, oh, I feel disgusting. I've put on weight or I hate my fat rolls or I hate my cellulite. And then your friend might chime in thinking she's supporting you by saying, yeah, I hate my, my skin right now. It's been breaking out. Instead, we've got to break that cycle. And you can do that as a mom. You can do that as a friend. You can do that as anyone who hears it in a conversation. Break it instead of just feeding into it. Wouldn't it be fun if there was like a body confidence toolkit? Absolutely. You know what? Dove does a good job, you know, as well. And I'm definitely passionate about using Solterra as a platform to get out to more people because we're using these products on our body. We're being aware. Yeah. It's one of the times that we're actually like touching our skin and kind of building a connection with ourselves. So like finding a way to get to people. So while they're doing those like everyday rituals with body care, if it's your Solterra yeah. body wash, like getting people to remember, like, let me say something kind to myself. Or if you're getting in the mirror and you're not saying something kind, like, let me stop that because that's not helping how I feel about myself. I love that. Maybe at Saltaire, you guys should make a digital body confidence toolkit yeah. for teens. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, come to the podcast and I'm like, hmm, what kind of email can we send tomorrow? <laughs> Let's do it. That's, I think that's all really, really helpful advice. Tell me a little bit about your personal story, I think, with body confidence. Because, I mean, you talk about this stuff mm -hmm. pretty openly on the internet. And I think some personal insight would be helpful. Totally. So, like, how did you how did you get to be so confident? Right. So it started when I was 12. I entered um, Elgar Search for Supermodel. And I was kind of thrust into this fashion industry world, which at the time was even more toxic than it is today. And I was basically told that my measurements on my body was not good enough. I was constantly measured. I was constantly told I was too big. And bearing in mind, I was probably like a US four at the time. Um, it was very extreme. And so I started looking at my body and thinking there was something wrong with it. And it took me mm -hmm. many, many years of disordered eating and body dysmorphia, which is essentially when you look at your body and you see something that other people don't. So I could be a US four and I could stand in front of the mirror and literally think I was huge and disgusting and, and want to pull the flesh back from my skin and think that there was something wrong with me. And it wasn't until I really found out about plus size modeling actually. And I went and pitched myself for that thinking, oh, well maybe the last eight years of trying to be skinny for this kind of side of the industry, maybe this side will accept me. 
But I went mm-hmm. and met with an agency and they said, you can't be a plus size model. You're too small. I was like, so I was too big for this. And now I'm too small for this. Like, I'm never going to be good enough. And I realized that my body's not the problem. The industry's the problem. And very similar to people, like when you go and buy clothes, maybe one day you're wearing a size small and the next store you go to, you're in a large, you are not the problem. Like the label's the problem. The clothing fit is the problem. So it was really breaking that down and then focusing my energy instead of trying to change myself, I'm going to change the industry. So I really focused on being this mid-size model and realizing if I'm the only model of this size, I kind of have this monopoly and that's what's unique about me. So I went out and started pitching myself without an agency and doing shoots that I found with photographers on the internet. And I just started posting on social media. I literally about this story um, and models weren't really doing that at that point. You know, no retouching, talking about their eating disorders, talking about how they feel about their body. We'd always seen models as these perfect, like unrealistic humans. Right. And it was just really important for me to just not bullshit people. Like it's not real, like we talked about. And that just didn't sit well with me because I knew what I'd been through. And I knew if there was just one person I could save from thinking they had to be perfect and perfect doesn't exist, then that's enough. And what happened was the more I shared and was open and vulnerable, the more people kind of got behind me and said, this is what we want to see. We don't want to see retouched images anymore. We don't want to see this one type of body or size or shape or ability. Um, and so that just kind of really pushed my mission along. And I started to work with the National Eating Disorders Association for like seven years. And I worked with Airy to kind of launch their Airy Real campaign and worked with them for many years. And so it was really wonderful seeing something that was such a negative in my life or like a struggle become something that actually fed into my purpose. Mm, I love that. You have very high (laughs) (laughs) self-awareness. I try. I just, yeah, I mean, but I think it's a, like, it's a, it's a gift, right? Mm. To have a level of self-awareness that enables you to become a major success. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To be able to tell your authentic story and be able to identify that that authenticity is going to be what moves the needle, Mm -hmm. I think is hugely reflective of probably how you see and exist in the the world. You know what I mean? And we have seen just authenticity become the most important thing on the internet with brands, with influencers, right? Like that is what is the game changer at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Because for decades and decades and decades, it's been like, you have to look like this and smell like this and eat this and do all totally. these things, right? And when somebody comes in and is like, actually, mm-hmm. this is not working for me, I think it's really, really powerful, but can be scary because I think there's a lot of like people across the aisle or whatever that like invalidate your experience. Mm-hmm. But then the groundswell happens and enough people are start to like, oh, wow, this is my experience also, also, also. Exactly. And like a mind shift happens. So yeah. I think like you've created a whole new industry in the modeling world. And like, I just really love your story. All right. A little news update from moi at the office right now. We're calling February Femcare Freebies Month because we have a special promo to help you stay on top of all of your 
femcare wellness goals. That means right now at lovewellness.com, you get five free samples on all orders over $45 and you get free shipping on that order over $45. So that means you get the chance to try some of our best selling products and you're going to get our travel vitamin organizer. So visit lovewellness.com to get your five free samples right now. Okay, so let's move on to our next question. It's a health question. Okay. We know you're a mom. (laughs) You run a business that prioritizes skincare Mm -hmm. and our bodies. So Ramona has a health question, and she really just wants to know what is your personal approach to health? Mm -hmm. But she wants to know like how beauty and wellness fit into that routine. Because I think health at this point is such a broad blanket term Mm -hmm. that can mean so many things. So she used the term health, but also is talking about skincare in this question. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking the opportunity here to like... I just want to know what Iskra's routine is. Mm -hmm. So first, I want to know how you think about health. And maybe we can start with the fraction, right? Like I am like an 80-20 health person. Mm. 80% of the time, I do what I think is good for me and helpful. And 20% of the time, I don't because that 20% also like feels pretty good (laughs) and giving myself those breaks helps support the 80 percent journey you know what I mean yeah that's an interesting way to look at it for me I think when I straight off think my definition of health I would say it's how I nourish myself from the inside out so that is like what I put in my body Mm. how I move my body how Mm. I take care of my mental health but then also the outside right like how I take care of my skin health so yeah definitely health is holistic you know what, the 80-20, I guess maybe I'm doing that unintentionally in the sense of, I think sometimes I've noticed it's when I'm so busy with work, I feel like I haven't got the mental capacity to prioritize health. Yeah. Or when I'm drained as a mom, which is the most like rewarding and fulfilling thing, but it's also exhausting sometimes. Same thing, like I'm going to grab that like frozen meal or get takeout or I'm not going to move that day. So that for me is something I'm always working on. And I felt like 2023 was so heavily focused on our financial health as a family because we unfortunately got scammed by a contractor during our reno- renovation. Yeah, he stole three. You did? $300,000 he stole. I know. Oh. And it rocked us as a family because, you know, I really felt taken advantage of. I felt like I made this huge mistake for our family. A, trauma. a lot of trauma. And I'm having to rebuild that oh. whilst still building the brand and all of these other things. So last year was so focused on just getting us to like stability again financially Mm -hmm. that my health absolutely was like bottom of the barrel priority Mm -hmm. and I don't feel good because of it like I know my skin's still glowing and I still did my like skincare right like skincare for me is just I I am so in a routine of it like I am never not gonna do a double cleanse at night I'm never not gonna do that it could be 5 a.m I could be I don't actually drink anymore but you know what I mean I could be like half asleep a zombie and I will do a double cleanse with a nice like notorium all balm cleanser and then a second cleanse. Like I just have to, I don't feel like I can go to sleep without it. But working out, like that's been a challenge. Even though I have a a greater piece of workout equipment here at home called the Oxfit, Mm -hmm. even though like I have things set up to make me succeed sometimes, you just don't have enough battery life left in your body to do it. So I would say to Ramona, it's finding your balance. And I'm very much like getting better this year of like, planning the health into my everyday. 
So what yeah. I hope that looks like is setting up success with sleep. I think that sleep is again something, and I take your supplement to help me sleep sometimes when I'm too stressed and my brain is like going a million miles an hour. So thank you. Your supplements are wonderful. And so, yeah, planning out like what's my circadian rhythm? Because again, it looks different for everyone. My husband, he, he would like to go to bed at 8 p.m. and wake up at 4. That's a... a oh, I want to I go to bed at 8 and wake up at 8. <laughs> that would be the goal, right? <laughs> I'm not a 4 a.m. person. I'm not getting up at 4. Right, but like maybe a 6 is realistic, you know? So like sure. working back from that and then thinking like, how do I plan some movement in my day? How do I set my success up in the fridge? Like make sure I've got those fresh meals and those fresh ingredients and finding that inspiration. Like it helps me when I do follow people who are living like a, a, health in, a healthy, intentional lifestyle because then I see the way that they're spending that every day and I'm like, oh, I can do more of that or I can make that work for me. So yeah, it's really setting yourself up for success and not being tough on yourself when it doesn't happen. If you're in that 20%, you know, in lows 20% a couple of weeks, don't punish yourself. It's okay. You know, we have so much time to look after our bodies and we want to enjoy it too. Like take enjoyment out of looking after yourself. Working out is not a punishment. You know, eating nourishing foods is not boring. Don't let people change the way you think about looking after yourself that it's selfish or that it you know it's really important that you feel your best because you deserve it i really like that yeah i shifted my perspective on the 20 percent. oh a few years okay. ago and that was really game changing yeah. for me i used to be like have so much guilt mm. over the 20 percent. yeah until i totally changed my perspective on it mm -hmm. i was like actually yeah <laughs> I need the 20% yeah. so that I can do the 80% or totally. whatever the 70, 30, 20, whatever, whatever, it is. whatever it is for you. Yeah. When I shifted that mindset, it got way, way easier to take care of myself mm -hmm. because frankly, like I am one of those people. I know I have a wellness business. Mm -hmm. I eat healthy because it makes me feel good, but like good for you stuff can be kind of boring. Like, let's just be frank and honest about that. Like I don't love exercising <laughs> you know what I mean it to me is kind of boring yeah and so when I was able to like shift my perspective on it that like I don't have to feel guilty like I ate really healthy yesterday but then at 9 p.m I was like I want a donut mm. and so I ordered yeah, myself a donut. donut to my house and I was like this is great and I don't feel guilty about this anymore and doing those things helps support my 80 percent initiatives yeah I think that setting yourself up success is being realistic as well, right? Totally. You know, I've, I've been anti-diet culture for so long, I wouldn't even know where to start, but I do want to be more aware of like, there is obvious things that make you feel better when you consume them. And the same way yeah, with totally. movement too. Like I feel so great and accomplished when I've taken a class or, you know, I've gotten on and I've just gone out for a walk in nature. So really take account mm -hmm. of like, even if you have to write it out, like you're listening to this podcast right now, Write out 10 things that bring you joy, that you feel in your being and your body. I'm pretty sure like taking a walk in nature will be one, right? Like or a hike, nourishing yourself with maybe like a home cooked meal that you really enjoyed making like with a friend or with your partner. So like really like yeah. think about like help find those exciting things about health because it isn't always obvious like you said, Lo. Yeah, and I think the, the last thing I have to share for listeners <laughs> on this is that for me, routine is actually hard. Mm. My routine is no routine. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that routine is critical to 
build up to and achieve health and wellness goals. Mm -hmm. And I had an ADHD specialist on the show mm -hmm. a couple of episodes ago. And I think she really pointed out to me that like the lack of a routine is a routine in itself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But the point of this story is that I, over the years, so that I actually do my routines, have to create systems mm. for myself to help it get it done. An example of this, I keep my nighttime skincare in the drawer in my bedside table Ooh. because it is hard for me to get into the bathroom after I brush my teeth mm. and apply all of my skincare. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to be standing here right, anymore. Right. <laughs> Some nights I can do it, but most of the time I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Right. Yeah. And so by simply moving my nighttime skincare mm. into my bedside table so that I can do it while I'm laying in bed watching a show, all of a sudden my routine, my bedtime skincare routine, I'm doing it nine times out of 10 wow. instead of four times out of 10. That's a life hack. Right. So I'm making it easier for myself. Mm -hmm. Another example, <laughs> I feed my dog breakfast every day. <laughs> I have my morning vitamin routine, those products literally in the kitchen on the shelf next to the dog food. Wow. Because I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to pull that dog food mm. out of the cabinet every morning. And yeah. while I'm making him his breakfast, I know that I'm going to do my little allergy drops because they're sitting right mm. there and take my vitamin because it's right there. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, that's how my brain functions. Like I need- I love that. Like- function to be at like peak accessibility yes. in physical locations in my house to get stuff done. So yeah. if you're somebody like me, where routine is hard, mm -hmm. consider implementing changes like that mm -hmm. to make your routine easier. I love that. And I also love like you are highly, <laughs> highly successful. And I think there is this misconception and there's a million podcasts that I've listened to where it does say, you have to get up at 4am, you have to achieve this. And it's just like so military no. style that it's like very off-putting and there are a lot of people who it's like that's not my personality that does not serve me that does not feel like i wake up and get filled with peace balance and joy and it's like listen to you like look at lo super successful in so many areas of her life this brand is taking over and she's doing it without a routine so that might work for you don't try and you know if you're a square key don't try and fit into a round hole like figure out what works for you do what works for you, mm -hmm. everybody. I stop work at five o'clock every single Love day. That. I go to bed early and I try to sleep as late as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> and it's working because that is yeah. like what, right? It's what works for me. What mm, works for you yeah. is different. So, yeah. What is it? Square. I think it's a square peg into a round hole. <laughs> Correct. Someone's going to be listening to this like, yeah. screw you just butchered that quote, but I'm pretty sure you get the vibe. <laughs> the sentiment is yes. there. Before our last question today, I just want to pop in one more time to remind you about the chatter happening at the Love Wellness office February, right? Femcare Freebies Month. So lovewellness.com right now, you get five free samples on all orders over $45 plus free shipping. You do not want to miss out on the chance to try so many of our best-selling products. Visit lovewellness.com right now to get your five free samples in February. 
Okay, one final question. It is a head question, and it comes from Ivy. She says that she's a big fan of Solitaire, and she has a self-funding planner. So, isn't that great? She's about to take a big step and start her own small business. (gasps) So, she's hoping that you can give her your top five tips on how to organize her day Mm. and set her daily practices as she goes about starting this new phase of her life in 2024. Yes. First off, I just want to say anyone who's thinking about starting a small business and is freaking out, it's not too late and you don't have to rush it. I think that there is abundance of space for a great idea. And I think that that's the most important thing. This idea that you have, don't closet it up. Talk to people that you trust and get an idea of, is this a good idea? Because in my head, I've had a million and one good ideas. Half of them have even been done before, or I speak to someone and they're like, that's not a good idea. And so it's really important you have like a little tribe around you that you can bounce ideas off of because this is going to be a huge time commitment. I don't want to, you know, put my rose tinted glasses on and tell you it's going to be easy. It's not. So whatever you're coming out with, whatever this brand is, you have to love it. You have to love everything about it because you are going to live and breathe it. And if you don't love it, like really love it at the beginning, you're probably going to resent it and hate it after the first year because it's going to take multiple years to get it off the ground. So just letting, just being super honest with you, and just I know isn't that really tough to hear it's if so you're starting tough a business? to hear but it's just like it's like god it's gonna take like till you're four to really start potentially yeah potentially <laughs> you've really got to be aware of that going into it and understanding the compromises that you're gonna have to make and for me I was I was doing a recent one-on-one call like a mental call and um, she was a mom of two and I was just telling her like what do you want your day-to-day lo- to look like you know, yeah. are you willing to have to sacrifice this much time with your family? Are you willing to sacrifice mm. potential sleep? Are you willing to, and like really going into it, being aware so that you don't waste your yeah. time, you know, because guess what? It's also successful being a stay at home mom. You're also successful working at a job that you like with a team that you like. So entrepreneurship can be super empowering and it is wonderful. And I've definitely found joy in it, but it is tough as balls and you have to be tough as balls so that's where I want to start off be realistic be realistic with your goals do you have one week one month six months one year two year three year kind of plan and vision of where you want to take the brand where you want to take the business and then really work back from that and think am I doing this on my own do I want to get a business partner Am I willing to give away equity at the start? I got to work with the center who is a beauty accelerator and they have been life-changing for me. I remember kind of having these ideas and talking to people and knowing I cannot do this on my own or maybe maybe not I can't because you could, but I wasn't willing to sacrifice my whole life and not be able to do the modeling that I still enjoyed, which I also knew would help with the brand visibility. I was you know, wanting to be a present mom still. Um, and so I knew having the center come in and help with the infrastructure and help just, you know, make this brand a success with me and not do it on my own. And of course I had to give away equity, but absolutely 1000% was worth it to me. So also think about- that's okay. That means that you have a team that has years and years and years of experience they bring to the table that, so you don't have to go do those jobs for years to gain that experience. Right. And you know, your, your story was very different low and that's because, you know, I'd already had previous kind of like entrepreneurship experiences where I did it myself. And I just found out what I don't like. I do not love hiring Mm -hmm. and managing people. So I think if you're about to start a small business, think about what you specialize in. What is your gift? Where is your strength? 
have that all mapped out. Think about what is the first person I think I'm going to need for this business to grow, to come in? Is it going to be someone who's more, you know, about managing all of your team? Is it going to be someone who's focused on sales? Because maybe you're not so into sales. Maybe it's someone in marketing and just really having a visual plan of like, this is my strength. This is the strength of the brand. This is where I see it in the next six months, year, two years, three years. What am I going to need to do? Am I going to have to listen to more podcasts? Am I going to have to go and, you know, maybe get a business mentor? Set yourself up for success. But I, and and this, none of this is negative because A, I'm so proud of you for having a good idea and chasing it and going after yeah. it. And B, you never know until you try, right? It could fail. Totally. <laughs> but guess what? I've had like three, probably three failed businesses before I've had like this success. So it's like every time you yeah. fail, you really do learn so much, which I'm sure sounds cliche, but really failure is a huge kind of part of success. And so don't be scared to it. Like if you're going to fall, fall all in, you know, really learn, really. And, and just have people around you that you're like, can you come with me on this journey? Because I know it's going to be tough. And I know I'm going to need to be held accountable. Like, this is something I really want. Maybe you need to make a statement, actually. Make a statement of like, mm. this is why I'm starting this brand. And this is why I'm not going to give up on this brand. Was that five things? I have no idea. I feel like Was it that was, a list of five? Well, I feel like it might have been 20 <laughs> things all muddled up into okay. a big pot. <laughs> I was like, the question was a list of five. <laughs> a list of five. I think I would have to plan no, out the list no, of no. five. You're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> that was really, really good information. Thank you. Um, that's it for today's episode. Those were great questions. It's great. You are such an amazing guest, person, mom, businesswoman. You have such great advice. And it's just a pleasure having you onto the show. And I'm sure this is going to be a really, really popular episode. Yay. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you everyone for the support of Saltaire. And I really appreciate you. Oh yeah, where can everybody find Saltaire? Oh, yes. Give us a plug. Yeah, here's the plug, everyone. You can go to your Target and you can find some <laughs> Saltaire or you can go to www.saltaire.com. We're on Instagram, of course. Just search for Saltaire. We'll be there. And then for my personal handles, I'm just Iskra, I-S-K-R-A. Love it. All right. All right. Thanks, Iskra, for joining Take us. Take care. Bye. Everyone, that was such a great episode. And in our first season of Gut Feelings, which we are going to bring back for another season, by the way. I don't know the exact timing, but everyone join me in thanking Iskra for coming on the show today and covering so many topics. I'm such a fan of her. If you have a head heart health question for us, email it to gutfeelings at lovewellness.com. You can DM me or Love Wellness or leave your comment on our show's social posts in the comments. And if you like this show, hit that subscribe button. I need you guys to subscribe this year. I would really, really appreciate it. I'm La Bosworth and I will see you next time on Gut Feelings.